be on my lips, on my heart, on my mind, forever, forever. You'll be on my lips, you'll be on my heart, you'll be on my mind, forever. You'll be on my lips, you'll be on my heart, you'll be on my mind forever, forever, forever while I seek after you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for eternity within us, and Lord, forever, forever, we sing and speak about the name of Jesus, cleanse our, our mouths, Lord, that if anything come upon our lips that's not ever praising you, and Lord, that we believe that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and Lord, we thank you for purifying our hearts, uh, restoring our mind and the spirit that our mouths may be singing constantly about the praise and goodness of God. I count on Jesus. I don't count on problems. I don't count on circumstances. We count on you, Lord Jesus, and we're forever grateful. We're forever grateful. We thank you for this year. We thank you. We thank you for the good times. We thank you, Lord God, for the ups. We thank you for the downs, but we thank you for the life, Lord. And we've been able to live in this year. We, we call this to record this day blessings. We call life, Lord God. And we choose, Lord God, those things to live in and honor you in, Lord. So thank you as you restore our hearts, restore our minds, and then our lips will have no choice but to follow. To forever be his praise, forever be on my lips. Don't ever let the rocks sing about God greater than you do. Don't ever, ever let them cry out. You've got the voice of God upon you to sing. And, and he does it like he does with Moses when you don't have a song to sing. And Moses said, I don't have words to speak. He said, just open your mouth and I'll give you the words. I thank God by faith you open your mouth and let the words of God be all that is uttered, all that is sent out. As you are laying legacy and foundations, we're going to learn tonight, your worship tonight, your praise tonight has laid a foundation for loved ones, relative kids, uh, parents that may not be able to be here, but you're leaving a legacy, you're leaving an inheritance in the earth that they're going to pass by and just hear the presence of God because of your worship in here tonight. You are inheriting the earth right now by praise ever being on your lips. So don't worry about how far away they are. Don't worry about how distant they seem to be. Your words is becoming a foundation that is covering the earth for the glory of God. That means that wherever they walk, they're going to hear God in areas that they didn't even think it was possible. It may not be in a church setting, but they'll hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of another they will not listen to. Your praise and your worship is powerful. If you just lift your hands, Father, we thank you for the anointing of God. We thank you, Lord God, for the sweet 
savor of praise. And Lord God, no matter what stench is trying to come around us or our loved ones, we thank you that they receive the very fragrance of God being poured out right now while I'm in the midst of worshiping you. They're in the midst of receiving what we're inheriting in this earth. Husbands and wives, Lord, they're inheriting the very presence of God. As we pray, as the praise go up, they're being blessed because it's coming down. Thank you, Jesus. I lift my hands because I need to declare there's someone out there that may not be in here, but they need to know that I am in the midst of worshiping God, and I declare the inheritance of God to consume them. Consume my children, consume my loved ones, consume my friends. You're that powerful, God. We honor you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That usher and helping pulpit usher. And yeah, give Jesus praise for that. They could be anywhere. They could be playing games now. Justice still got to get better at it, but he'll get there. Leaving his dad's water and his towel down there. Amen. We're glad for that. It's good to be on track with what God wants to do. Well, this family thing has been incredible. I've enjoyed it. I'm learning a lot myself about what the scriptures say about the family. Uh, the friend of mine who, who requested to start getting on the email list, she's been uh, uh, sitting down and having talks with her kids over the notes that she's been getting with them. You know, just a gym friend who went through a lot. Uh, sitting in class, but then now she's learning and she's able to take the notes that God, you know, will speak to me and I send to you guys in the sermon notes. And now she's able to sit down with her kids and say, okay, well, here's the background with it. And so just just what God is, is laying a foundation. And, and so for you and, and tonight, that's the whole thing we're going to talk about is the family legacy. What is your legacy? What are you going to leave behind? Then every day you honor God, you leave something in the earth. For your family. I believe my wife leaves protection all over town when I'm running in the middle of the night or driving. She don't have to be afraid because I'm, I'm uh, you know, of, a, of an evil situation happening to me. She knows I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. Amen? And I believe your worship and your praise and your obedience to God covers the earth of those that you know and love. So leaving an inheritance of faith. More than money, leave them something to believe. Sometimes that we're so busy trying to leave them with so much money, but if you leave a lot of money in the wrong hands, they'll end up spending it and not have anything to believe. The prodigal son was given a lot of inheritance, but he didn't have a lot of sense. So he spent it all. He, he parted it all, but he still had a father to come to. One thing we got to do is make sure our children's children's children know that there's a father to come to, even when you squander what was left for you. God is still there. In 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 7 through 10, in God's words translation, he says, I will, I will establish his kingdom forever. And, and, and this is, it was, he was talking about Solomon. He says, if he will remain determined to obey my commands and laws as he is doing today. And I, I think that, you know, this is a, I, I'm glad I'm preaching this sermon at the end of the year. Sometimes we're determined at the beginning. We're determined next month, and now we're <laughs> overwhelmed at the end of the year. Stay determined. No matter what, stay determined. Stay in it. Don't let go. 
see your way all the way through. Say, I'm going to be just as determined. You know what? I know that, that uh, all the old gym people make fun of the new gym people in January because they come in with their new shiny clothes. And you know they ain't going to be there in March. But it, it doesn't help when all the older gym people who've been there all year long make fun of them. You know, they're trying to get into it. And I'm always, I'm always quick to have their backs. Like, man, I'm glad you're here. I don't care if it is for one month and you pay the bill the rest of the month. I'm glad you're here for one month. So let's celebrate. So he says, if he stays determined, remain determined to obey my commands and laws as he is doing today, now leaders. Now he just said that to the head of it all, to the king. Then he starts talking to leaders. As Christians, you are leaders. He says, I order you in the sight of Israel, the Lord's congregation, right? And as our God listens to dedicate your lives to doing everything the Lord your God has commanded, then you will be able to possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance to your descendants. He says, you'll be able to possess the land. How would you possess the land? He didn't say, go make a bunch of money. He says, listen to the commands of God, and that possesses the land. I believe our, our land is being robbed, and I don't mean physically robbed, I mean emotionally, spiritually robbed, because our obedience hasn't been enough to possess it. I want to live so strong for God that we possess the land. That anybody thinking about stealing won't do it. Anybody thinking about being abusive won't be able to do it because it's possessed by the goodness of God. And you, my son, Solomon, learn to know your father's Man, I, I hope my sons and my daughters learn to know my God like I do. I believe they have. But what a great thing for the men of God to be able to do, that you know your Father's God. We represent, I know my Father's God. Serve the Lord, Lord wholeheartedly and willingly because he searches every heart and understands every thought we have. If you dedicate your life to serving him, he will, he will accept you, but if you abandon him, he will reject you from then on. So be careful because the Lord has chosen you to build the temple as his holy place. Be strong, and then he said, do it. Be strong and do it. Amen. Father, I thank you for this word. Just Lord, we can drop the mic and shut the Bibles. Just reading that is enough to just take it home. I thank you, Lord, that we share exactly what you would have that what we're going to be leaving for our families will be forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. There's so much rich stuff in that verse right there. I mean, really, we can just shut it down right there. Uh, is Part of the, one of the cool things is when God lays a, a sermon inside of me, I can be in front of the TV at the house. Kids can be running all around. But if it's inside of me, I can still write the message no matter what, all of that going on around me. Now, you know, Miss Rita goes into a cave shuts it down. We're all kicked out. We don't even really exist. And some people just operate differently. That's just the way God operates with that. And, 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 but, but what happens is for me now, it says I'm serving my father's God. And, and on Sunday, I'm going to play the uh, clip my sister, um, um, say that again, did a, did a video is what I'm trying to do. Phone video of my father. My, my, my father preached at his church on Christmas Day. And he called my mother up, and he spoke to her about what her names were before he met her. But when he met her and he married her, 
she became an urban, which is his name. So I'm, I'm going to play that on Sunday. I thought about playing it tonight. We're going to play it on Sunday. I, I think it's so awesome to see this once shy man who hardly said anything, but God called him at 72, and now he's just preaching boldly. You know what I mean? Just he never, never quit. I think it's all he got his put his little hand in his pocket, and he's just speaking to her. And there's my mother there being quiet, which is a miracle of God all in itself. There's miracles happening all around him. And I was like, you know, they laid such a foundation. So most people think, well, you know, you never had a preacher. And like, well, yes, I did. He may not have been on a stage yet, but he was already preaching through leading. Your examples will be able to set someone up to be a great leader. So somebody went before us, established us, and, and, and we got to think, like, you know, for us, that somebody, you know, somebody, big mama, uh, great, great big mama, whoever, went to church on purpose, right? And, and, and when we got older, I don't know how it worked for me, no matter how I was, no matter where I was, no matter how bad I was, it, it was a thing, being somebody's church somewhere, right? Because there's enough foundation laid out that for you just to, even if you stagger in there because you didn't sober up from the night before, and I'm not telling you to do that, but that's just the way it was. You kept being called in there because they had inherited the earth. And it, in the scriptures, it talks about a generation that may grow up without such a thing. Right? You know, and even though their teaching wasn't accurate, they did have one thing right, at least go. At least go. You might hear something. You might feel something. At least get in there. So they inherited this thing about being in church, going there, and about, about serving uh, God and about loving God no matter what. Even if it was the, the ritualistic things, don't cuss on a church ground. Jump off the curb, then cuss. But if you're on the church grounds, don't do it. Anybody here yeah, grow up with these things? And if you cussed on a church ground, people freaked out on you. Right? But they had inherited. Think about the legacies you're leaving now that you're, you're learned. You know, great that you can leave my house, but it's even greater when you've built the temple of God and shown them, hey, here's what you can do no matter what goes wrong, no matter what's here or not here, you still got God always. Right? So they couldn't read or write. We think about it, These are people who couldn't read or write, but they knew how to get before God. They knew how to run back to the Spirit of God. They, they knew how to get before God. Even the disciples, they were told them, the, the, uh, all of those, the leaders of the day said, these men are foolish and unlearned, yet they know Jesus. You know what I mean? We need to quit trying to be so book smart and just stay spirit smart. I'm not telling you not to read, because I read too. I'm just saying, don't be so caught up in that more than you are in God. All them parenting books that they uh, give you, for the first child. Anybody read a parenting book? It, okay, so there's one. And we, were, we was trying. I was trying. But then you realize, like, you know, you're going to love them whether you read the book or not. God will show you some things. I'm not saying there's not any knowledge in there, but, and I'm looking at some of y'all like, we ain't even attempt to read it, but the baby was coming. Right? Read a parenting book. We're trying to figure out how to pay for the thing. You know what I mean? So we ain't got time to be reading your book. But don't yell. The one that gets me is don't yell at your kids. And, and I, I, you know, I remember telling them, my kids got some other stuff in them. They need to be yelled at. They got some, I'm in there. They need to be yelled at. You can't just say, please sit down. 
No, they need, you don't, I'm going to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're trying to tell you how they book work. And you don't look like my kid got some fried chicken in him, okay? So let me do what I got to do. But the one thing they, they will know and, and be honest to, be, be, to realize that God is in the earth and we got to leave him there as fruit for them to grow up on. We can't be worried about how bad the earth is getting, getting. We need to know that God created everything and leave him in there. And everything that has breath must praise the Lord. Amen? And so it's a great thing. So the, it, 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 is, it is awesome that, that we were dressed up that way and we were taken away. So they can take all of your earthly possessions and never, and, 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 but, but never underestimate Allow them or allow them to take your faith. Don't ever let them take your faith. So let them have all the stuff, but as long as you can have your faith. So whatever can get your faith will get your children. Amen? So if, if healing gets your faith, healing will get your children. Blessings get your faith, blessings will get your children. Overcoming, those, that's what will get your children. It's what gets your faith. Right? So I refuse to put my faith toward anything else. I refuse to believe that we're going to fail. I refuse to believe that we're not going to make it because if I do that, my kids are going to believe that they're never going to make it or they're never going to amount to anything. Amen? So I can't let it get my faith. Jesus said that to Peter. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to sift you, but I pray that your faith doesn't fail. I didn't pray that you're going to make a bunch of money. I didn't pray that you and your wife wouldn't argue. I pray that your faith would not fail because if your faith doesn't fail, you can pick up anything. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22, it says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And, and I think this is one of the good things. It's great. My goal is to leave a lot for my children here when I'm gone. However, the greatest thing I can leave for them is to believe in God. The greatest inheritance that I can leave for them to do is believe always in God. And amazing that when we, see, when we see that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, we always think about the sinners that are here now and go like, you know that? That man is ungodly, and everything he's earned, I'm going to get all of that. No, you need to think about before you were saved, you left a lot on the table. What was left behind before you came to Christ is something God is saying, that's laid up for you in your just days. Days that you thought you should have came to God sooner. Everybody ever said that? I wish I would have made this decision sooner. But God has said, I got that laid up for you. I'm still going to bless you with those days you missed earthly. I'm going to bless you with them spiritually. The fact that you started with your kids when they were 16, 17 years old does not mean that they missed being trained up in the way of the Lord. You know what I mean? You'll be able to bring them along. They will, they will come along with you. You'll, you'll be able to see that. The condemnation that will try to come up even after you make a great decision. You come to Christ. You make a great decision. You come to Christ. Condemnation shows up. You should have did this years ago. It's like it's a Geico commercial. Save 15% on your car insurance if you'd have done it 15 minutes ago. No, while I'm serving Jesus now, he'll catch me up. And what I didn't know then, I'm going to know now. And then then won't have anything to do with my now because now and then will be together. Right? He pulls it all together. We just believe God. They could not get me a car. They could not get me all these things. The only thing they could do was give me my faith. And that was enough. That was enough. That was enough. And show me the ways of God is better than the ways of man. Because I've seen some folks with a lot of stuff but have nothing. 
right? They don't have it together. They, don't, they have a lot of money, but they don't have a lot of time. And you can tell they're running out of time, and they're trying to purchase time. But you can't purchase time. Time just keeps going, right? And so just because they get in that, and, and we have to be careful about that because somebody will, will say they're telling you their story. Have you ever had somebody tell you the story of something they're going through, but they really didn't tell you the whole story? They tell you their side? Be careful before you jump in there. Because all you got was a scene. There's a whole beginning, middle, and ending in that. And want to get the whole deal. Hebrews 11 and verse 13 through 16. It says, all the people died having faith. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? I think it's more traffic, traffic, tragic. <laughs> traffic is tragic. Tragic to die out of faith. To not believe. It said they didn't receive the things that God had promised them. But they saw these things coming in the distant future and rejoiced. They acknowledged that they were living as strangers with no permanent home on earth. This is not your home. You're going to go to be with Jesus someday. But you're living a life that you may not receive the things that you're believing for, but your children will. Isn't that worth leaving? They can take Social Security, but they can't take Jesus. Right? They couldn't took him when he was they couldn't took him when he was here. They couldn't take him when he was here. They can't take him when he's in heaven. They can't take him when he's in you. And you're leaving him for your children. So if I die, I'm gonna die believing. Because I gotta leave that for my kids. I can't be worried about them when I go. I need to know that they're covered by the blood of Jesus. He says, those who say such things make it clear that they are looking for their own country. If they had been thinking about the country that they had left, they could have found a way to go back. So quit thinking about where you came from. Think about where you're going. Instead, these men were longing for a better country. It was just heavenly country. They weren't thinking about the, the things that they were into. Abraham was like, man, I'm thinking about the God that has blessed me. And, and, and Sarah and all those people were thinking about where they were headed. Abel, all those folks. Were, and they were thinking about God. They were thinking about all that God did. And, and there's a better place than here. And we're going to go into heaven. I can't, think of, I can't keep thinking about where I came from. In fact, we need to kind of get out of that ourselves of, like, this is how I grew up. And everybody wants to bring us back to where we grew up and all the mistakes that we made. No, I'm thinking about a better place. Because if I think about that, I'm going to think that that's what we're going to return to. But I'm going to think about where I'm going to, not what I'm going to return to. So he's looking at that as a heavenly place. They were looking at a heavenly country. And that is why God is not ashamed to be called their God. He has prepared a city for them. They broke down the information of prepared places. If we understand that, and Jesus even said that in the system of us being his bride, I go to prepare a place for you because you need to know how it feels to be in a prepared place instead of a disorganized place. And so I'm going to go and prepare a place for you so that you know that I've got a place waiting for you. This is planned. They believe. So how we die will determine how our children live. Isn't that awesome? I died believing God. We know some great people that have passed away, but they passed away in faith. And what they passed on to us, because they just passed, was a, not just a tradition, but generations of blessings to serve God. We know that the little that they had was great when they had it. 
This is great. I used to go to my, my, my grandmother's house up in, in Shreveport, Louisiana, up there in the hills in the country where you didn't have restrooms. They were called outhouses. They were way out from the house. And, and then if it was too late to go to the outhouses, they had these pots at the house. And you had to be seriously needing to go. Right? You had to be committed. They didn't have to convince us not to drink Big Red after 8 o'clock because we didn't want to walk out to the outhouse. You learn how to hold things. But I, I remember that. But she was so rich to us. And she didn't have central air. She didn't have central heat. But she had central faith. She was a believer. She honored God. And we thought we were the richest kids in that three-bedroom shack country house with six families showed up to visit. We slept all over. We thought that was got ticks. That wasn't fun. Because they clean you in front of everybody. That, that wasn't. In fact, I, I'm, why, why? Why are we bringing that up? So how we died will determine how our children live. So the Bible says you must die daily so your children can live daily. Die to your flesh so they won't live according to their flesh. Right? Die to your emotions so they'll live according to the, what the will of God is for their life. So living toward the holy will keep our lifestyle in a mode that prepares us for the place that's better for our children. So I'm going to live toward what's holy. God will do the rest. Psalms 37 and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Uh, Godly steps now will leave uh, greatness for our children to inherit. And a lot of times what happens is if I can't, God, I want to bless my kid with a brand new car. I want to buy them a house. Well, you may not have the financial means to do this, but what you do have always is the financial means to believe and pray. You have that abundance in you at all times. And, and believe that and speak that word over your children instead of being depressed about when they don't have these physical things. Make sure they have the spiritual thing forever. Right? Got to make sure. That's the legacy. I, I want to leave. I'm, I'm glad these little dudes can come and pray. And I'm glad they look at us sideways. Even if there's even a thought, we may not make it back in time for church. Yes, we will. We don't need to stop at Bucky's. Just drive. Good. I didn't want to stop at Bucky's anyway. It scares me. God has placed the order for your life. He's placed your order. He's got your order, your meal. He's upsized you. And to, for us to leave a never-ending legacy in there. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's evidence. They're going to have evidence of your faith. It's amazing. I see more of my grandmother's faith after she was gone than I did when she was here. Right? I don't have to hope for a black t-shirt tonight. I got one on. But when it's not there, that's what I hope for. God, don't ever want us to lose hope. Don't ever try to get to a place where you don't have to hope for anything. Hope is valuable. Hope is, is, is our message. And, and sometimes that's the way our kids kind of act. And that's why they want stuff so they don't have to hope for anything. Don't ever lose your hope. It's okay to have hope. That means you're alive. Uh, living toward the holy will keep our lifestyles in that mode 
and keep us going. The steps that I've ordered, he's ordered my steps. Hebrews 11.1, 1, all of those. Now faith is. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. How many of y'all believe you're a meek person? How many of y'all know what a meek person is? How many of y'all know what meek is? How about humble? How many of y'all believe you're humble? How many of y'all believe you're prideful? I, I do want to answer to some of these because y'all are like, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. So if you're not meek, you're not humble, you're probably prideful. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for honest, church. Y'all are like, I don't know. Stop thinking about your scene from today. Remember? There's a whole movie to you. Sometimes we have a bad scene. We try to make that the movie. Uh, meekness is being the same as humility is revealed more than given. You cannot give someone humility. You have to just live it in front of them. You cannot give them. I, I, there was a statement that, you know, a lot of the Christians used to say, or the circle we were in, don't mistake my meekness for weakness. Well, that's just prideful even saying that. A meek person don't even need to give you that instruction. I'm humble enough to warn you I might be prideful and slap you. Isn't that crazy? Right? If you're truly meek, why are you even saying it? I know it rhymes. I know it sounds good, but it ain't right. Don't mistake my meekness for weakness. What you going to be strong in? It's not meek. But it's more caught than taught. You try to teach your kids to be humble, yet you're too prideful to listen. They ain't going to hear you. Amen? Okay. They need it to be shown to them. Like, we want our kids to be more grateful. Amen? Am I running into that? Our kids are so spoiled. They get everything compared to us. Right? Isn't it amazing you compare your kid to you? Like, you would never go to a mirror and go, like, look, you should look like me. You would never do that. But we do it when it comes to stuff. Why are you so ungrateful? Right? And, and then... We could turn around, get to a restaurant, and your food don't be right. Holla back. Holla front. Holla side. <laughs> and they watch you be <laughs> so prideful that your food isn't right. Now, I'm not saying don't send it back. I'm saying there's a way. Right? Because my wife ain't going to just eat something if they didn't. I ask politely. She can do it sweetly and just say, look, this is not what I asked for. And she'll send it back. We're all sitting there like, we're so hungry. We'll eat whatever you don't want. But, but they're watching. They're watching when uh, someone comes up to you or, or when you get mad or whatever. They're watching. They're trying to learn how to be humble, but they need examples, not just instruction. my place. So, pride spoils what is left because it doesn't receive what is now. So, if you see something, someone who's prideful, you can give them something. They go, like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm, I'm, they're prideful, and it'll spoil because they don't want what's left. They don't want it. They don't want it because it's, I'm not going to eat that. That's, that's, like my kids won't eat leftovers. You'll be left over here hungry because that's all I'm getting. I just won't go get it. <laughs> Let me show you how to leftover. 
right? Let all the milk go. You run out of eating cereal. I'll make it, I'll make it where you run out of it on purpose. Well, we had that yesterday. It's chilly. Reheat. Well, I only like it the first time. You just ain't hungry enough. They just ain't hungry enough. You let them, they'll start creeping downstairs to get a bite of chili so I don't see them. But I know. I know, I know. I got people watching. Meekness picks up the thing that others leave behind. Amen? Meekness is now. Pride is for later. Pride says, I don't want what you have for me now. I want something better. I want something. I'm going to wait around for something better. You're going to be hungry. Meekness accepts people right now the way they are. Pride waiting for you to get better. Meekness accepts your weakness. Now, they don't leave you in them, but they accept them so that they can remove them. Pride tells you how strong you should be. Right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. So my legacy is I want my kids to be respectful. Now, now what's amazing is, and y'all may have this too, your kids are more respectful with others than yours. See, I, I had this thought that hit me this morning at 5-something a.m. when I got up to come to the church and pray. Now, I'm coming to pray. And the trash, they had built an Eiffel Tower. And some of the trash had fell on the floor. Can stopped here. The trash went up to here. Some on the floor. You don't know how bad I wanted to march that whole can upstairs and dump it on each kid in their bed. I'm headed to pray. Ain't our godless spiritual thing. How could y'all do this? And two of them is going to say, it ain't my day. You <laughs> know what I mean? I know that's coming. It ain't my day. You, you carefully stack a napkin on other trash, which it took some time, for me to see it. I, that's not the legacy. I, don't we work harder than that? We work hard, don't we? We don't do napkin legacies, do we? I couldn't, I was like, just wanted to wake up everybody. And I know they stayed up late. I know they did. I just wanted to wake them up, turn on lights, and dun, 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 just, just, and just start throwing the trash on Jai's head, just throwing the trash on Justice's head, and on Miracle, throw the trash on it. How could you do this to me? We take stuff personal when all we have to do is just make God. Trust me now, it may not even get halfway tonight. It's going to get emptied. And if I have to go find some trash to put in it to fill it up, they emptying it tonight. I'm going to stay on watch. But again, we love them, right? But sometimes they can make us angry, right? But the years are short. Days are long. Years are short. You wake up one day, they're grown. They're gone. And so I want to love them, but I'm just, I have to confess to the church my sins are about to be. I really was going to grab that whole can and take it up there and just dump it on my kids while they slept. Ain't that a great man of God? Aren't you glad to be in church under such a thing? 
I love it when I tell y'all my sins because some of y'all feel really, I can see y'all get emotionally prideful about it. At least I'm not as bad as that. God can use him. He can use anybody. So again, meekness, meekness, stay humble. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16 through 17, let me tell you what you got. This is what you already own when you came to Christ. You own this right here. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen? We are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Now, a lot of times people don't like for you to read this whole verse. It's that suffer part. It's like the one lady during her wedding say, don't say to submit. I said, okay, I'm also going to tell him that he don't need to love you and cherish you either. That was fun. Every believer has an inheritance. You have an inheritance. When you came to Christ, you inherited healing, restoration, peace. You were, you were, you, I inherited a, a, a marriage. I inherited, uh, and I love when, when dudes preach, but I mar- inherited the fact that we're going to stay together. Somebody's got to die, and then the other one must die immediately so that no one else is with them. Inherit. They're heirs of God, joint heirs with God. So every believer has an inheritance. We must live in a manner that protects that inheritance for many generations. Now, people do with their, with their money and their CEOs and their CDs and whatever their CEOs, their CDs, their stocks and bonds and stuff. They're protecting it. They don't just leave it out there. Well, we need to protect our inheritance so our kids will have, have faith and believe. And judges, they said there comes, there came a time where there was a generation that didn't know God. We, we can't, not on our watch, amen? They're going to know, they'll limp to church. They'll come in, church on the side of the road. Whatever it is, they'll have it. So it's not about our earthly situation, but about Jesus' heavenly sacrifice. Not your situation, God's sacrifice. The sacrifice of God is greater than your situation. Amen? So walk in sacrifice of Jesus, leave an offering for your children. Okay? Now, at the end of every year, we, we have our, and we will on, on, uh, on Saturday night, we'll have our New Year's Eve service. I don't know if people sign up for food, but we'll be here at 7, and apparently we're going to plan to eat, and then from 8 to 9, we'll pray. Okay? Come and leave an offering for your kids. Come leave an offering for yourself. Come and leave an offering. Also, I don't know how many songs you've gotten, but if you want a song prayed for prayer, obviously spiritual worship song, uh, see Brother Don. I'm trying to stay out of the song remix this year because usually I dominate it. But don't get it twisted. Don't think I ain't got hours of music that I can put in there. But I want you guys to have a chance to give a song back there that you want us to pray along with during the year as we end out our closeout time in prayer. Amen. And, and be able to get it. But, but think of it that way. Come and leave an offering. If you got somewhere to go later on that evening, at least come pray, leave that offering, and then go and finish and bring in your new year. Amen? Amen. All right. I want you guys to bow your heads. I'm going to pray over you. I'm so, so glad to see you. are such wonderful people. I can tell you about my trash story. Now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, um, 
is about the time, and I believe we're all saved. You're not saved. Yell now. It's about right now is when we start thinking about what we don't want our kids to inherit. And that's good. That's good. You're coming to Christ, and you're saying, I don't ever want my kid to inherit if you were abused, if you were abandoned. If there were some things that happened in in any form of perversion in your life whatsoever. You come to Christ. Say, God, I want to I clean the ground so that my kids walk, that, that my young child will not have to experience that. So I'm going to inherit the earth so that everyone that comes around them are going to come around them in good. Any negative assignment, that for those who were before me didn't know how to protect me spiritually, I'm going to protect my children so that they don't have to feel what I felt. They don't have to go through what I go through. Even me, one of my prayers is that, that, that my kids don't hear the words that my aunts said about me and said to in front of us about us as kids and was calling us ugly and all those things. That my, my kids won't hear that. However, if someone does say something like that, they'll know that my God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So when you leave, so does your opinion. So, Father, we, we, leave, we, we, we spread the things of God all over the earth. Said, I'm here, Lord God. You heard my worship. You saw me listen. Father, I know that you honor your word. And now I, 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 my children are going to inherit the obedience of God. That as you said to Solomon, that I'm going to possess this land. Possess it. And speak over your children in school. That at times when you struggled and you didn't know the answers and, and maybe you even contemplated, maybe you even cheated in school because you felt like you weren't smart enough. No, your kids are going to inherit the wisdom of God and be able to take courses and pass tests and understand what's being taught to them. They're going to inherit that. They're going to inherit the, the confidence of God. The confidence that you may not have been able to have, that you didn't have, and you always thought that you could have looked better or been better, but they're going to inherit the confidence because you come to God and say, God, what I couldn't do, I thank you for the inheritance of the land that my children are going to pick up on. Even a battle, I pray for our precious girls because girls are so jealous in schools. There's so much jealousy. But I pray for the protection over every young woman that walks through our church doors. I got them covered, y'all. I got them covered that they're going to be able to walk through and, and words that are going to be spoken or tried to be spoken, they'll never be heard by our children. That our young ladies will pick up their heads and, and they're going to be beautiful women of God and be able to say, no, no matter what, I know who I am in Christ. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Our young men will not stoop to any level to get someone to like them. They're going to inherit the confidence of God that I'm with God the Father. I'm a man of the Most High God. I don't have to sell myself short. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I've got a family. I'm with God Almighty. I don't have to be anything other than a believer. That's who I am. I inherit that from my mother and my father. I inherited that. Lord, they're going to know their inheritance that they got more. So they don't need to spend themselves on something that's not of you. They've been bought with a price. Father, we glorify you. 
We thank you for the legacy we leave in the land. In Jesus' name, amen.